Hello and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, brought to you by Roast House Pub, one of Frederick's finest craft beer and culinary destinations, where great people come to drink amazing beer. Visit them to track their taps and menu at roasthousepub.com, or download the digital pour app to track what's on tap. Hello, this is episode 77, and I'm your host, Chris Sands. We're down in uh, Brunswick, Maryland, in the beautiful old fire station that is now a brewery that's been around for two years. Uh, Smoketown Brewing Station, and we're here with Greg, David, and Jake. Can you guys uh, introduce yourselves so people can who are just listening know what your voices sound like? Sure. Uh, hello, my name is Greg Nichols. I am the brewer here at Smoketown Brewing Station. And I'm David Blackman. I'm the owner. I'm Jake Blackman, and I'm the operations manager. Now, um, Greg, you are the second brew master here. And is that an official title? Are you a brewmaster? Did I just give you a rate, a promotion? I'm a brewer. Okay. And um, how long have you been with Smoketown? Uh, since we opened, actually. I started uh, behind the bar and as a brewer's assistant for the first guy. And now I currently took over his place about a year ago. Cool. And what um, before uh, you were here, did you brew professionally at all? No, I was a home brewer. And uh, actually, I'm a retired fireman. So it's kind of... Coincidence that I'm just called in a to you. firehouse. Yeah, my father was uh, at one time an officer in this firehouse. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's right, because you, you grew up in the I area. I did, yeah. Born and raised in Brunswick. Hometown and, uh, boy. Yes, and uh, he always told me I was going to work in this firehouse one day. I think he meant as a fireman, but um, so I retired from the fire department in Alexandria, and now I'm the brewer here. So he was both right and wrong. Correct. Kind of. <laughs> So, how many of uh, the the beers on tap now are have your signature on them as opposed to from when you were assistant? Uh, there's currently 18 beers on tap, and I would say 15 have my signature on. And if I if I've read correctly, that's the you're heading towards the most different beers on tap that you've ever had. Is we're, that correct? Yeah, we're shooting for 24, and that's hopefully within a month or two or away from that. Um, so does David ever let you leave here? Or are you, <laughs> no. You're just always in the in the brew house? Yes. Sleeps on bags of grain. Yes. <laughs> so in, um, we'll, we'll get into the hoot nanny that's going to take sure. place uh, this weekend. Uh, but during that, you'll be releasing your first canned version of uh, your beer. Absolutely. It's the uh, first beer ever brewed and canned in Brunswick, Maryland. And uh, we're pretty proud of this. Um, the recipe is from a friend. And we've taken that recipe and developed it into our own. And uh, we're pretty excited about it. Absolutely. Our most popular in-house beer is the Potomac IPA. And that's what we're drinking right now. And this is... Yes. Yes. And for a beer that you can see through, it is delicious. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. So, so some people may complain that it is too clear, that it looks like a classical beer. Um, but this is, this is a solid, uh, just American IPA. I guess that, you that's correct. And, and with that being said, Saturday will be our first release of a New England IPA. So we'll uh, cheer those people on that drink that. <laughs> What's the name of that? Uh, we haven't named it yet. So oh. if you got any names you want to throw at us, we'll want to take them. I mean, you can call it on Capped if you we want. Could. We could. Yeah. Probably had to pay somebody to do that. <laughs> no, you can just do it. <laughs> we'll see. Consider that, huh? Um, so the, of the, um, what is your favorite style of beer to brew? Uh, 
so I, I don't know, when I was, I grew up drinking Natty Bow, so obviously I don't make that. Um, so my gateway beer, I guess, was uh, um, Sierra Nevada. Okay. Pale Ale. So I always liked that, but I always liked the looks of drinking a uh, dark beer. I don't know why. Just kind of like that. So my favorite beer here that I make is the Black IPA. Um, and I, I prefer brewing darker beers. I think I do a better job at that. So, just from the the flavor profile. I think so. Yeah, I think I think I've uh, my my palate, I guess, is trained for that darker stuff. And and I do. I was a I used to cook barbecue, so the smokiness or the of uh, the malt, I, I really like that. So, the darker beers are definitely my forte. So it has very little to do with beer. Uh, but last night, Roast House Pub had their one of their beer dinners, and the dessert was a, a brulee made with smoked strawberries, which I thought sounded mm. disgusting, because I'm not a big smoked anything fan. And it was crazy. The first taste, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought I wouldn't like. But then, like, <laughs> it, it was like having a... a a scotch or somewhere that first abrasive taste but then every subsequent one got better and better so absolutely i would suggest smoking some uh strawberries and putting them in something we'll try we have a roush beer uh, on tap and uh many people that try it for the first time the exact uh way that they they find it uh you know got to get it around their head that that they're gonna taste smoke but same thing two or three sips they're they're hooked and not me, no matter how many times I drink a Roush beer, it still is not good. <laughs> You can't do it, huh? No. <laughs> that is not a flavor profile that I look for in a beer. <laughs> Understood. So the the black IPA, is even, so it's a dark beer, but you, so it's still... Yeah, it, it still looks like, like a stout and it drinks, drinks as an IPA, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, there's not too many styles I shy away from. I'm willing to try anything. Um, but... Again, typically, I, I feel that I make a better product when I make dark beer. So let's talk about um, this weekend. You have a big uh, or little party, a hootenanny, or like a small get-together yes. that you're planning for this weekend? It's a hootenanny. We wanted to uh, switch up the, uh, not just celebration or party, it's a hootenanny. Uh, it's our second year open, uh, anniversary of our second year. And so we want to do something really special. Like Greg mentioned, we're going to do 24 beers on tap for this weekend, uh, one for every month that we've been open. And then uh, in addition to that, we're really excited. We're shutting the street down in front of us right here. Um, so that's going to be an extended drinking area. Hopefully the, the weather's going to be really nice. We're going to have the, the doors open um, so that you can come and go as you please. In and oh, that's out. cool. So how far yeah. down the street are you shutting off? So it's, it's actually this entire block technically is shut down. Um, so starting right here at the, uh, the end of this street, and then Virginia is, is down there. Um, and then the drinking area is going to be basically right in front of, of the building for us. Um, and so we're going to have food trucks, an ice cream truck, uh, moon bounces. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, uh, so we're, we're excited. We're going to have cornhole tournament, uh, Stein Hoist, something to do all day. And then live music from, from 4 to 9. So. Sean, Sean K. Preston. Yep, Sean K. Preston and the Loaded Pistol. They're, they're starting at 5. That's really cool. So the um, was it hard to get the permit to shut down the street? Cause that, it, and I don't spend a lot of time here, but that seems like it's a fairly busy road. Yes, this is this is the main road for uh, for downtown Brunswick. So 
have you ever seen Frogger? So <laughs> we're not shutting it down technically. You have to just get your beer across the street. No, we're not getting hit. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't too hard, actually. Um, the city was, was uh, fairly, um, uh, you know, understanding about how we could, you know, draw a lot of people down here. Um, you know, it's always logistically a little bit of trouble uh, when you're shutting down yeah. a portion of the street, especially when it's the main street. Um, but, yeah, they, we had um, absolutely uh, nothing but support, actually, from, from downtown Brunswick, from the city of Brunswick. So, yeah, we're excited. That's really cool. Yeah. So I guess that, like, the reason they would allow you goes into this. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So you're, you're two years in. Um, and one thing that across the country that is often seen is that breweries become the anchor for revitalizing a, a town. How much have you seen that? You're, how much of an impact have you seen you having on the city of Brunswick? Well, so it's weird. I, I actually work behind the bar as well. Um, so I'm here basically anytime we're open, I'm behind the bar. Um, so I talk to a lot of people that, that come in. Uh, and it's really shocking to me to see. I grew up in Brunswick. Um, and for my entire life before Smoketown, it was always, if you're not from Brunswick, there's really, you know, you're not in Brunswick. Um, but since we've opened, we've had people from all over the country. We've had people from uh, California, people from um, up north in Maine, uh, and you know the locals from from Frederick, from uh, over the river in Virginia, and then in um, uh, D.C. They all come as a destination because breweries are a destination. Um, so as soon as a new brewery opens, they want to come out and try it, which is awesome because we get you know tourism that we never would have gotten um, from if we were just a restaurant or a, or a boutique. So you guys definitely are a prime example of that, um, of a brewery helping raise an entire town. Because before, I mean, there really wasn't much in Brunswick before you guys, right? Yeah, not not much. <laughs> and it, uh, I mean, not to say like it was a dead town. Right. It was. It's a little quiet. Um, uh, it does put a little pressure on us. You know, uh, we do. You know, we do. Uh, get a lot of uh, traffic and, and people are very excited um, I'm very excited when you open your brewery down here we were just talking about earlier <laughs> that, that won't happen okay but we I'm going to continue to talk about it, so <laughs> okay. maybe we're going to find someone else to open one down here so Brunswick uh, is a former railroad town or it is a railroad town um, but the main aspect left in the 80s B&O and um, since then, they've had to rediscover themselves. And we think we're a nice part of that, that we uh, pull a lot of traffic off of the river, off the canal, Harbors Ferry. We have great campgrounds in the area. Um, so yes, I think uh, we fit in nicely and, and it's a nice anchor for, for downtown. Do you have a lot of people that are doing like the Pittsburgh to DC ride? Ton of people, absolutely. That's that's so awesome that, uh, and they come in droves. Uh, we'll see one or two pull up, and they'll be texting on their phone, and next thing you know, there's 20 more guys because they're texting <laughs> that you know you got to stop at this place, and, and the place just blows up, and yeah, it's awesome. Bikes everywhere. Yeah. yeah so you need to get some more uh, bicycle parking <clears throat> yeah, out there. Yes, yes, more bike racks. It's on the agenda. In the the last time I had you on, you talked about the um, the trails that were being built, and I believe since then there's been a 
a decent amount of progress made on those, haven't there? Yeah, the, the mountain the bike trail. Yeah, yeah River's Edge. Uh, Carlo Alfonso doing a great job putting that together. Um, he is at, I, I just saw him the other day, I, I want to say he's at three and a half miles, I think, of a seven-mile trail. Um, we just had a meeting in Smoketown uh, Monday um, for a, a group called NICA, and it's a um, group that recruits uh, uh, middle school and high school kids to join um, mountain biking, and it fits in perfectly. Uh, we, we're actually, they, they're looking at an event uh, that's gonna draw six or 700 people uh, in the fall for their first event to Brunswick. Very cool. So do you get a lot of people that come out here also to ride, ride the mountain bike trails and then come here? Uh, yeah, um, it's not, he's not fully developed yet. Um, he's shooting for the seven mile yeah, uh, for fulfillment. The, the loop. Yep, um, so we do get people, yes. But we're really looking for uh, a larger critical mass. We'd love to hear the number of six or 700 people showing up. Yeah. Um, that's, that'll be great for Brunswick and for the brewery, no doubt. Well, it's cool, too, because that is, um, those are two subcultures that have a lot of crossover. Craft beer and, and cycling just seem to go hand in hand, which is hopefully in the opposite order, cycling, then craft beer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, that's another reason why uh, you have two aspects, two, two ways to market your product. We all know uh, cans and bottles. Uh, we specifically chose cans just for that reason, too is for campers and people on bikes um Going it's a safer product river. yeah it's a safer product to have uh, uh, and it's easier to transport and when you're done it's easier to get rid of and obviously there's no uh no one gets hurt with shards glass. of glass yes <laughs> and people love the love the cans out here yes. so um this run you did uh contract canning do you have plans to eventually get your own canning line or is so uh, when are you coming to Br uh, Brunswick to open your brewery? Uh, I'm not, but okay. um, <laughs> I don't have a quarter million dollars to put into a, a canning line quite yet. So. Just look for one on sale. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. they're on Craigslist all the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two hundred thousand. <laughs> so, um, so why it was a, a contract canning? It, it actually was brewed in house. And yeah, canned here. So well, yeah, the, it's canning. a mobile company. Yeah, mobile camp. It comes yeah. around. Yeah, I guess so. Mo mo these were mobile cans. Yeah, right? some places right. that you have to go to when you have your beer packaged, you need yeah. to brew there, and that's not an option for us right now. So. But is that something you, you plan to do down the road, or do you just want to do occasional canning and stick with the draft? So we'd be very happy to, uh, to get into the heavier production mode, absolutely. And we have the space. Um, we have yeah, that very, was my next question. Yeah, um, we have a very manipulable, manipulable uh, aspect um, where we can keep growing in the brew house. And even if we need to, we can, we can move the tasting room around to actually gain even more space. Uh, this is a 16,000 square foot building. Uh, so you got a little bit of room, some room. <laughs> to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would love it if we became both, um, production and, and tap room. Um, yeah, that's certainly it could be in the future. Very, very exciting aspect. Cool. So I think now we'll take a quick break for me to uh, thank Roast House Pub once again for their continued support of the Uncapped podcast. And if you're watching this live, you should go there tonight because uh, they're having a special tapping of the Uncapped 
uh, Monoxie Brewing collaboration, Miked Up Mango, which is, and if I do say so myself, a delicious and amazing beer. Um, then tomorrow they're having Mom's Spaghetti Dinner. That's Kushwa versus uh, Full Tilt, who just recently announced that they will be opening their own brewery. Right. Unfortunately for you, not in Brunswick, but they are. <laughs> They are moving from uh, contract brewing to, get him too. to to moving into their own brewery. Um, and you guys are going to work with uh, Roast House Pub for an event coming up. Yeah, so something we've been talking about uh, with Nico from the, from Roast House uh, is doing a, uh, a dinner for uh, SHIP, which is the uh, student homelessness uh, um, program that we have for Frederick County Schools. Um, where we the roast house would cater upstairs and and we would uh, serve beer, so we're really excited about that. That's still in the developing stages. Um, that's something that everyone yeah, should that's down look the road. Out for. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then also the next um, beer dinner will be with Black Flag next month. I think it's the twenty fourth, but just keep your eyes on the Roast House Pub uh, Facebook page and and uh, website for the exact date because I very well likely could and probably did get that date wrong. Uh, so thank you once again, Roast House Pub. So speaking of that event, you have um, a big, huge event space that uh, you've ha- you're going to be opening soon. Yeah. Um, so uh, we have 8,000 square feet above the brewery. Um, that uh, 5,000 square feet is a uh, ballroom area. Uh, about a thousand square foot stage and a uh, two thousand square foot uh, commercial kitchen. So this place uh, hosted many, many uh, famous uh, musicians in the past: Patsy Cline, Bob Seger, Duke Ellington, Guy Lombardo, Roy Clark—just dozens and dozens of people. Uh, we are anxious to reactivate it, and we're shooting for yeah late summer. And I always. Uh, Regret giving a date out or some <laughs> ballpark because everybody holds me to it, but I'm, we're shooting for late summer. So um, I know they were talking to you, and then there have been um, newspaper articles about some hurdles that you had with being able to do that. Have they, have those been all yeah. taken care of? Like specifically the the artificial amount of money that you have to invest into a space to be able to get permitted and. Yes, yes. Uh, um, that was passed uh, at the same time um, uh, as everyone was in, in, in uh, Annapolis in the House of Delegates. I was over in the House of the Senate um, pushing that one through, and it did get passed with a lot of support from Frederick County. Awesome. Uh, Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. So uh, that's, that goes into play July 1st. So you must have been sweating bullets quite a bit. Uh, it was a long day <laughs> between going back and forth. Um, but yeah, uh, it, 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 yeah, uh, everybody saw the value in it. Uh, so I got, again, I, I, I didn't come up against it. It's any. one of those laws in for the, the previous regulation was that you had to invest $250,000 to be able to get an event space permit. Is that what? Correct. correct. So it's like one of those things where like, you can understand the spirit of what they wanted. They don't want people just opening up an unsafe area to right to start allowing people to come and have events but then it kind of ignores a place that doesn't need that much money invested into it for it to still be a safe place to hold events exactly so uh, that came up and that was the the, the biggest argument and um, the the defense on that was um, 
uh, all locales usually have their own inspections and their own permits and their own process. So that, that will protect, you know, uh, the, uh, people in the, uh, you know, who rent them and use them. Um, so, yeah. So what, um, what types of events do you plan on having in, the, in your space? We will have anything my insurance company lets me do. <laughs> I'll start there, but we'll certainly go back to, uh, uh, it's known for music. We'll go back to music. People are dying to play up there, and um, I have a thing. I want to hire a bunch of one-hit wonders uh, from the past. <laughs> it's, it's suited for that. It's a, an occupant load of two ninety nine, so it's, it's not a super high occupant load like 930 Club or other places, uh, but it, it, it should allow for a nice, intimate crowd and a, and yeah, a, a little fun small little, not quite a, a large bar <laughs> yes <laughs> Very exactly large bar yes. setting. Uh, but uh, there was roller derby up in the past and uh, up there in the past and we want to bring that back and uh, October fests and uh, we've had dozens and dozens of requests for uh, uh, receptions wedding receptions and, and functions uh, so it's going to be a multi uh, versatile um, event space yeah, I imagine that will also be a tremendous place to have a third anniversary party for yeah, a brewery. Absolutely. <laughs> and we were also uh, excited. We want to do something, uh, you know, even if it's not a big event, we want to do uh, uh, cornhole tournaments. Um, and, you know, like we mentioned uh, roller derbies, but just, just something so, you know, we, we can use this space. We can fit 50 cornhole boards up there. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun thing to do on Saturdays. Oh. We needed um, a union had a Pinewood Derby yeah, competition. You so you need to get your hands on a Pinewood to, Derby track. And then they used <laughs> to have that. That's what, actually you did Pinewood Derby as I a did, kid. I did. Yeah, you probably did too. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun space. Uh, it'll be very exciting. So will you fit it out for holding concerts and everything, or? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 minimalist right now because uh -huh. uh, I've done I've done a, rem, a demolition remodel. Um, I I tore down the fault ceiling and uh, the uh, wall um, covers, and it's going to be an industrial uh, looking space. I mean, uh, that's the way they had it in 1948 when it was built, and I'm bringing it back to that a beautiful space just as it is. Awesome, which yeah. in We'll uh, we'll be adding some video to the beginning of awesome. this. Awesome, so that's great. You've per, if you're watching uh, this, you've already seen what it looks like. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you should go on to Facebook or YouTube and watch the video to see what the space looks like. Cool. Which I will have seen it for the first time <laughs> after we're talking about it now <laughs> right. too. So I have right. no idea what it looks like. <laughs> it, it's going to be a great space for Frederick County. There's nothing. We, um, yeah, there's we, nothing like it in Frederick. That County. is. The, one of the few things that Frederick completely lacks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any larger event spaces. Right. You have the Weinberg, but it's uh, which is a great venue, uh, but seats, and you can't, yeah. you know, and you can't bring booze into the Weinberg. No, they let bring, you now. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. It was, uh, I think, this year or last year, maybe in the first time they started allowing huh. people to take beer into the. Because the Frederick News Post has the Frederick Music Showcase every year. And I think it was last year was the first year they allowed people to take beer into the... They trusted us to, <laughs> so funny. to be able to keep our beer <laughs> hold on in to the it. bottle and not onto the, not onto That's the so floor. Funny. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so as far as the open aspect and, and, the, and the versatility, and we can do so many different things. 
You should have double motorcycle play. I've heard that they're really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you hook me up? Is, yeah, I okay. can. I'll give you the contact information. Do they have two hundred ninety nine friends? <laughs> I didn't give or take a hundred or two. <laughs> okay. And I, this is, I think, the second time that Graham's given me extremely dirty looks <laughs> for, for some reason or another. <laughs> But he doesn't have a mic or anywhere near one this time to be able to yell <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so you said towards the end of summer is when you're planning uh, hope, on doing. Hopefully, yeah. We uh, I have a, my power upgrades going in and my uh, my new HVAC systems coming in and some uh, small alterations to the uh, plumbing and all that. But yeah. So will you have your own event to kind of kick off when it opens? Absolutely. Or? You'll get contacted. I'd love to have you back. Um, uh, we should have. Uh, a few politicians here and and uh, I would actually like to kick it off uh, potentially too with maybe even in inviting all the uh, breweries in Frederick County to do a, a brewery uh, event up there that'd be awesome yeah that'd be a cool mm -hmm. and I would say we could record a live podcast on the stage but mm -hmm. Frederick County doesn't allow drinking on the stage so we won't do oh, that oh yeah that's right <laughs> Just record it in front of the stage yeah <laughs> So, um, for the party this weekend, what uh, what other new beers do you have? You listed uh, your first New England IPA. Yeah, so we have uh, five beers coming back or um, new to us, uh, new to the public here. Um, we have the first New England IPA ever made here. Uncapped, apparently. Uncapped, Uncapped apparently. IPA, <laughs> yes. uh, we'll see. Uh, we like to tell. I don't think Greg sold on that name. <laughs> nah, naming beers is really hard, but we like to tell history behind our beers, so we'll go with that. Um, anyway, we also have a Nut Brown returning. We have a Vanilla Porter that's coming, um, and we have a. F this was our most requested beer over the winter, but uh, our fan favorite beer called Krampus is returning, nice. which is a habanero uh, stout, imperial stout. Um, cool name. Well, I'm drinking the beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely. It was, uh, it was yeah, very good. We sold about 50 gallons in a day or two. Yeah. Uh, it went very quick for us, anyway. Um, so does it have the heat of habaneros? No, or just it's the taste? just on the back end. Okay. Well, it's, then I mean, it's. I am a very subtle. Plant. I love spicy food, but I cannot You'll drink like a spicy beer. I'll see you Saturday. <laughs> so, uh, and then the, our fifth beer that we're probably most excited about um, this past two months ago, I guess we had the opportunity to work with the students from Mount St. Mary's, and they have oh, a brewery yes, club wanted, there. I did want to talk about it. Yeah. So they have a brewery club there, and uh, Garth Patterson is the, in charge of that club, and he also teaches brewery science there. He's a friend of ours. Um, so we had them come down, and they actually we kind of put it on the students to give them experience. Um, so they, they got to pick the green bill. They got to pick the hops we use. They got to pick just about everything. And then we footed the bill for it, and we made the beer. So we'll see what how it turns out. It's a... Um, you haven't tasted it yet? I have tasted it. I was going to say... See how the crowd yeah, It's a very simple... It's uh, pretty trusting. If you <laughs> <laughs> it's a very simple IPA. It's um, They use a lot of Amarillo hops, uh, a lot of Cascade hops, and a touch of Citra. Um, it's brown in color, so it's while it's not a brown IPA, it's not malty at all. Um, it just looks brown in color. I think they were shooting for something else, and this is what we got. Um, but that's part of the, what they're learning. And so the production aspect, uh, now we have 
14 kegs of this. What do we do with it? <laughs> so now we have to sell it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, hopefully it's good. It is it, very good. It's good. It's a it is uh, good. very awesome. drinkable uh, brown IPA without it bringing a brown IPA. Uh, it's not very malty. Again, What's the name of that? It's called Abolitionist IPA. Uh, we Again, we tell a lot of stories and a lot of history with our beer names and kind of named after John Brown without it being a Brown IPA. Kind of took that and ran with it. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. We're, we're excited for more opportunities to work with them to be able to do that, um, to provide some teaching or experience, really, um, with our program. Yes, we've had uh, Garth on yeah. before, yeah. and so when when uh, Jake had emailed me about that beer coming out, I was like, "That's awesome! Yeah, I'm, glad, big, I'm really glad you guys did that." That's, yeah, Garth's a big water guy, so you know he's always about making your water perfect before you make a beer. So uh, that's what we try to do with this one. Uh, not that we don't try to do that with every beer that we make, but this is what we get, and it, it kind of put it back on the students to let them kind of do what they want, and we're pretty excited about. It. They're excited. Mm-hmm. So, um, how how much of the, did they, did they do on their own? Where like, so I guess how much hands on did you have to do with it, or were, are they far like I guess I don't know like how long have they been in the club? So are they far enough long that they were able to run? I think everyone in the club is juniors or seniors. Okay, um, and they do home brewing type thing. I think their biggest batch is thirty gallons. Okay, uh, yeah. So they obviously it's on a large, much larger scale. Yeah, and, and they brew outside, and they use propane. It's a lot different than what we do here. So this again was an experience for them to use bigger equipment, I guess, small production wise. Um, we brewed on a seven barrel system, and they did ninety nine percent of the work. That's awesome. So I, I think really all I did was pitch the yeast, and everything else was you know any ladder work I did it, and everything else they basically did. So it was kind of neat for them to experience what it, I go through every day just about so how many uh how many members of the club came I down think they have 80 members of the club and we had 14 I believe here until say 80 80 yeah wow I mean I guess on a college campus she's like hey everyone do you want to <laughs> you want to join a club where we're going to brew <laughs> that beer would be and the if club. you're old enough you get to that, drink that it would be yes. the club yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's one of the stipulations they have to be uh, junior or senior they um their beer science or brewery science classes are all 300 level so they've been there for a while. It's yeah. Like the freshmen signed enough for that. So they're all over 21 also. So it was kind of neat. Very neat experience, and we can't wait to do it again. Absolutely. So when you were working in, do you get the sense like they really yeah. know? Like they're, they're, they weren't there as members of the club just from the drinking aspect. They are really interested in the brewing process. Yes. And I, I think there's a, I don't know, with that age group, I think there's people that are afraid to get dirty sometimes. <laughs> so when it came to the cleaning up thing, it was kind of a more of a, you need to do this. Or, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, even so, if I was here with you, it'd yeah, be the nobody same likes the cleaning part. <laughs> yeah. nobody, exactly. That's just what I'm like, ooh, my wife's calling. I got to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that, that's our fifth year, and we're, we're excited to release that that day, uh, the 31st, this Saturday in our party. Now, see, thankfully, Monocacy didn't make me clean up after. Ah, see. Well, nice. nice. So you got the, like, glory job of being a brewer yeah. and not the. Yeah. I got to clean. The, the gentleman's version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did I sign up for that? I mean, I guess it's <laughs> <is> good. <laughs> well. So, I mean, you, you've mentioned a couple times you like to have stories behind the names of your beers. Absolutely. So, I mean, for the uncapped New England IPA, 
the story is simply like this is part of our history. I couldn't, uh, yeah, I'm I couldn't you. come up with my own name. <laughs> we were sitting around having a beer. There were some mics in front of our faces, and someone said "uncapped," and yeah, I thought that was a great idea. But that name won't carry to the next batch or anything, so it'll, be, it'll die after that. So I like the. Were you saying that this is short lived? <laughs> Do you know something I don't know? That's inside scoop. Oh man. <laughs> It, um, so uh, do you have anything I mean you obviously have a lot that we've already talked about that you have coming up um, do you have anything else coming up that we want to talk about to let people know it is festival season which we're uh, excited about uh, so we'll be probably hitting about 20 different festivals we're going to be at the DC Beer Fest uh, next month yep. and of course we'll be in uh, Frederick on the Creek which is always awesome I and it's not just because it's in Frederick, and Frederick being the craft beer capital of the East Coast. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely think that that is one of the best festivals it's awesome. there are. Cause it's really good. I mean, there's, there's just something great about going to a beer festival in all of the brewers. Uh, the, all of the tents either have a brewer or the owner or someone very close to the brewery is there serving the beer. So if you ask a question... Or something. You're not met with a. I don't know. I'm just a volunteer. Uh, yeah, 100% they, right. they have the answers to almost any question that you're going to ask. Yeah, so absolutely. it's like those large, um, like wholesale driven uh, festivals. They're just not quite as fun to go to as the ones that the Brewers Association put on. Yes. Yes. And it, actually, that uh, segues into something that I was going to mention earlier too, when it comes to the canning part and. So uh, uh, I made the decision uh, about six months ago to uh, sign up with Wants Distributing. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So uh, our next goal is um, uh, they're handling a lot of our tap rooms, restaurants, and bars, and they're, uh, uh, they're in five counties in Maryland. So the next step is it would be wonderful to have these in uh, liquor stores and uh, totally accessible to the public throughout the whole county. So are you going to continue oh, absolutely. on a regular basis? Oh, so cool. Our, our next, uh, you want to talk? Sure. We have, uh, our, so this is our first can, obviously. It's our first design, first beer. Um, by the end of next month, we'll have uh, Hefe and we'll have uh, our brown ale in cans as well. And then our fourth can will be the black IPA. Cool. So we're kind of going down that road. And, and uh, um, we only have three, 300 cases of these, and they're going to be released uh, Saturday. So if you want one, you need to get here early. Do you think that you'll end up putting the uncapped New England IPA into a can? <laughs> well, it depends on our. I mean, it's, it's perfect for a four pack. You're right. Well, not really. Sixteen ounce. We'll, we'll see. We'll so see, see the, our funding is. So if the newspaper buys all the crowlers yeah. and growlers of New England IPA, uncapped New England, that's a good advertising aspect, right? You were you were right. able to sponsor a building at the fair, weren't you? No, no, I was not. I will be. We heard. So it, coming up in June, 1st and 2nd, there is the Mother Earth News uh, Fair, and there will be the uncapped beer garden. And So we uh, should have that beer ready for then? Is that what yeah, probably. So if you could have it canned and ready for the Mother Earth News Fair. Okay. Which I haven't talked about yet, so I will eventually at some point. But that's something that... Everyone should look forward to. Are you familiar with Mother Earth News? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So, though, did you know that we were having the Through, fair at the because fair? of you? Okay. The last time I spoke to you, yes, you were working oh, on I? putting it together. Oh, yes. okay. Yes. So, 
Well, it's awesome. happening. That's fantastic. Well, <laughs> tell I mean, more about I'm it. Together. I, I'm basically just the, there's an uncapped logo <laughs> put on the map over where the beer garden is. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. But what, so you want to talk about that at all or no? Not yet. Because nah, I don't know. Well, yeah, because I mean, there's still some stuff up in the air. I don't know gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, what exactly the, um, the uncapped building different from the homegrown building at the great Frederick right. fair, <laughs> what all the uncapped building would have. I mean, we have, the plan is to have some like distillery, uh, distilling demonstrations, have homebrew demonstrations, um, have some, um, people talk about growing hops and awesome. the, the malt shops in Maryland, but I haven't talked to anyone yet to make sure that that happens. So, mm-hmm. None of it's definite. <laughs> That's fine. Is this a floating? But, is, is, is this a floating thing? Or is this the first annual? This it's the first in Frederick. In Frederick. So cool. they've—I don't know how long it's been in—it. They've had it for a long time because Mother Earth News is a yeah, popular 60s, yeah. uh, publication. Um, they have one in um, outside. A, it's a Kansas-based publication. They have one in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's one in Texas. There's one in North Carolina festivals i mean um, i think there's one other one and then they're adding the frederick one it's awesome this very summer cool. for the first time very cool all right so we have um this weekend your hoot nanny to look forward to mm-hmm. coming up hopefully summer end of time-ish yes <laughs> for, yes for the event uh, space so. to open um your first your first and brunswick's first brewed and canned beer and then sometime in the future the uncapped uh, new england ipa in a can <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so i would i thank you you're Jim. so subtle sir you're so subtle, you're I, subtle I hear that often that is um i'm good at segues being subtle and uh so thank you so much gentlemen for um inviting us down to talk about yeah, what's going on here? Actually, no, I want to add one more question. What is Walter's spirit? Ah. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, there's Slam. signs all over the place back there. and I Walter's spirit is a, uh, a Baltic porter that we barrel age in bourbon barrels uh, for four to six months. And Walter's, uh, Walter was a fireman, kind of a caretaker of the building, who died in this building, this room over there. Um, and he kind of haunts this place. Huh. So he's here all the time. I remember being here as a little kid and we was upstairs by myself and the stage curtains would close or the stage lights would come on and the doors would open and things like that. And he's still here and I hear him every day. So yeah, we have dozens cool. and dozens of stories of Walter yeah. showing himself or um, being involved. Huh. So we thought... Uh, in his honor, we uh, our first barrel. This is our th- what third generation, uh, fourth. fourth fourth generation. We just did one uh, Bowman's Bourbon uh, barrel out of uh, Fredericksburg, right. and we parked it in his room, and it just took care of itself and, again for five or six months. And it came out, and it was it was just beautiful. It was just it's a it's a very complex porter. It's it's an awesome uh, beer, and it's become a, a staple and a very popular beer for us we eventually we'll probably put it in bombers and 22 ounces to, to carry out but right now it's just uh, just on the tap and then growl- the crawlers yeah 
That's an awesome story to tell because I know how much history. you like to tell stories. Histories. <laughs> yeah, my father was one of his pallbearers when he died, and ah. it's kind of like this full circle full, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of cool when I walk in the door. Uh, I say good morning, Walter, and then we have a couple of bartenders when they close. They'll say good night, Walter, when they leave. They leave so a beer out for them? Or? We've done that before. That, yeah. yeah, but nothing ever happens. Yeah. We've actually had paranormal investigators here. Yeah. yeah. Two groups. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of What did they conclude? That he, he approves. <laughs> he, he approves of, of Smokedown. He likes it being a, a, a brewery. So we're all, <laughs> all is good. What, yeah. <laughs> that's what the investigators. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we asked him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, was, he was a sentinel for the building. He sat right there. So, yep. Yeah. Awesome. I, I mean, that, that, that is a cool story. I'm glad I asked. Right. Good. Good. So, um, so uh, this time I will say thank you <laughs> and actually end this time. Uh, thank you for having us down. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Cheers. And get yourself some Potomac IPA because this was absolutely delicious. Thanks, thank Chris. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening.